In progress. Okay, so we're up to Daf Pei Aleph Amid Aleph. We're up to two lines from the bottom. So just to remind us, in the Mishnah, it comes out that there's a machlaikis, especially with yesterday's Daf, of defining Pei Aleph Amid Beis. Pei Aleph Amid Beis, two lines from the bottom. So the Rabbanon have a broader de, uh, definition of Inoy Nefesh. They define not showering, not makeup. That that's all ine nefesh, and it's distress, and the husband can't be mefa. Rav Yossi has a very strict view. He felt that that's not called ine nefesh, and that's what we had in the brisa yesterday. That he might call it bein uh, aleveina. He might define it as a nether that the husband can nullify because it's causing their uh, relationship to be affected. And the examples that Rav Yossi gave of bein aleveina is makeup. And Shalei Yishamash Mitasi. If she says, I'm also to you, we're not living together. So if Yaisi said in the Bryce we had yesterday, he could be Mayfar the Ned there because it's Bain Levina that affects their relationship. So here's the Shiloh. Boy Mine Rava Mirav Nachman. Tasha Shamitala Rabona on Ine Nefeshu or Dvarm Shabainoi Levena. So the Kash is like this. What did the Rabbanon say about a woman who makes a nether not to be with her husband, not to mishamish mitasi, not to have relations with the husband? The question is like this. It's definitely bena levena, for sure. That's like the classic bena levena. The question is, would the Rabbanon call it distress because it's affecting her to have tashmish, which is a hadna? Is it considered a distressful nether? So which category does it fall under? The husband can definitely be mefar the nether. The question is, which category? Is it beinoi levena or is it inoi nefesh? Again, the difference we've said is how long is the nether removed for? If it's inoi nefesh, it's, uh, it's removed forever. If it's beinoi levena, it's only removed while they're married or when they could be married. Um, however, if, if he were to die, then the nether would fall in. Now, it wouldn't really be affecting because she's just answering relations with him. Uh, so once he's dead, then it's not Negea anyway. But we'll see. It could be Negea, uh, uh, a different... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the Gemara's uh, assumption. What if she... Uh, yeah, so in this case, it doesn't really have any practical application. It would mean that after uh, after she gets divorced and then she marries someone else, um, the nether now takes effect, so she can never be with her first husband. Now, she can't be with her first husband anyway because it's Masa Grushasa. So the, the case would be the following. She makes a nether, she's not going to live with any man. Yeah. Any man. So he definitely can remove, the, the uh, permit her to be with him. The question is, he the, husband. the husband. So yeah. she makes a nether, she's not going to be with any man ever. So obviously that means every Jew, including her husband. So the husband can definitely remove the neder from her perspective to him. The question is, if it's inoy nefesh, then he's removing the neder entirely, full swoop, foul swoop. If it's beinoy levena, then perhaps he's just removing their relationship together. The second she gets divorced, the neder now takes effect regarding everybody else. Mm-hmm. So that's the question. Would would relations be, according to the Rabbanon, be a neder that's ino nefesh or beinu levena? So the Gemara says, well, Amr Tenisua, I have a brisa. It says, Yehudim. If she makes a neder, she's not going to be with any man, any Jewish man. So that means everybody, including her husband. So go to the next page. So Yefar Chelkai. So she could, he removes the neder uh, regarding their relationship. And then they could be together. But she still lost it to everybody else. Meaning, and if she gets divorced, the nether now takes effect and she still lost it to everyone else. Now, what does that mean? That means that it's considered a nether, it's not an inoy nefesh nether, because if it's an inoy nefesh, it's removed forever. Now, so the Gemara says, so that's the proof. So the Gemara says, 
who said that this was written by the Rabbanon? I started the daf by saying that according to Rav Yoisi, he has a very specific de- definition of Inu Nefesh. Rav Yoisi would definitely say relations between husband and wife is Beinu Levena. That's not a question. The question is what did the Rabbanon say? We have a Braisa that says that it's Beinu Levena. We're assuming it's the Rabbanon. Who said it's the Rabbanon? It's, uh, actually, I would assume it's Rav Yossi. The Gemara says so it's not a proof at all. We're trying to say what would Rabbanon say. We know what Rav Yossi would say. Rav Yossi would say that relations between husband and wife is Beinu Levena only. We know that because he has a very strict, very um, tight window of what's Inu Nefesh. We know what Rav Yossi would say. We're trying to figure out what the Rabbanon would say. We have this Bryce that has no name. The Bryce that clearly indicates that it's Beinu Levena. We see, oh, according to the Rabbanon. The answer is, who said the Rabbanon wrote that? It's actually Rav Yossi. I'll prove it to you. The Gemara says, Rav Yossi By that Bryce is authored by Rav Yossi. How do I know it's authored by Rav Yossi? Because actually, by the way, if you have a Bryce that has no name, I would actually assume it's authored by the Rabbanon, which is the majority, right? Rav Yossi is a Das Yachid. The Gemara says, I'll tell you why. The Rav Huna, Kuli Pirkin Rav Rav Huna has a teaching that when it comes to this Perik, all Tanoic literature that's found in this Perik is Rav Yossi. If it has no name, it's Rav Yossi. Why? I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. I'll tell you outside, then we'll see it inside. If you look in the Mishnah, the Mishnah at the beginning of this parak, the Mishnah quotes a Machloikes. It says, Amr Rav Yossi. Rav Yossi says that's not Inu Nefesh. And then, Rav Yossi keeps talking, Rav Yossi keeps talking, Rav Yossi keeps talking, and then the Mishnah ends off, Zedivir Rav Yossi. These are the words of Rav Yossi. So it's like, you don't generally when a, a, a Tana says something like he says a statement and then it ends. You don't end it by saying these are the words of Rav Yossi. So Rav Huna said we have a tradition that Zedir Rav Yossi is actually telling you everything from here on is Rav Yossi. Meaning not just Zed is not the past. Everything in this parak is Rav Yossi. Zedir Rav Yossi. This entire parak if it has no name is Rav Yossi. That's the tradition. The Gemara, huh? These are the words of Rav Yossi, meaning these, from here on out, are Rav Yossi. So the Gemara says, Kuli Purkin Rav Yossi, this entire parak is authored by Rav Yossi. Mimai, how do I know this entire parak if it has no name, is authored by Rav Yossi? Kivan Diktani Rav Yossi, Omer, Rav Yossi started off, in the beginning of the Mishnah, says these are not Inoi Nefesh, but what are they, blah, blah, blah. Why do you have to end the mission by these are the words of Yossi? It means from here on out is Rav Yossi. Okay. Fine. Um, new topic. So we don't have an answer. No, it was. The first half was also Rav Yossi because it said Rav Yossi Omer. That's the question. So why do you have to say Zedir Rav Yossi at the end? The answer is because it's trying to tell you from here on out, Zedir Rav Yossi. From here on out. This entire parak. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Zedir Rav Yossi from here on out. Now, Amr Shmuel Mishmei Delevi. Kol nedarim bal mefer le'ishtoi. A husband could be mefer any nedarim for his wife. Chutz min anasi al-ployni. Sheina mefer. Now this is incredibly obvious. The case is a woman says, the wife says... To, about her friend, you can't benefit from me. The husband can't uh, nafar that because, of course, the wife is cutting someone else off. So it does, it's not distressful for the wife and it's not affecting any relationship. She's the one who's cutting. So that's Pasha. But it doesn't matter. It's still, that's still not. She, she's choosing. They, they can't benefit from her. She can benefit from them. So, right? They can't benefit from her. Why is it distressful to her? She, she, she's just, it's a one way cut. She cut them off. You can't benefit from me. So why would, why would the husband be able to. Be, second wife. What? what if he's married to two women? Oh, okay, fair enough. Then, then maybe. 
Maybe, okay, good point. But, but I think the standard case is where it's just Yanam person. Then the Gemara says, if the wife says someone else, I can't benefit from someone else, then he could be mefar. Meaning, the chiddush is that this is called ina nefesh. It's distressful if a wife cuts herself off from someone else. So the wife says, "I'm never benefiting from that family," so he could ben- he could he can be mefar. Now, what's the chiddush? The chiddush is, it's a very specific distress. Meaning. Usually, when you think of distress, you think of, she can't eat all fruit. <laughs> this is, she could go to everybody in Queens, except for that family. She cut herself off from that family, and the Chiddush is that that's called Ino Nefesh. That although she could go to every other family, but because from her relationship with those people, it's distressful, you could be made for the Chiddush. Okay, it's not, it's not such a, that's a Chiddush. Now, says the Gemara Kasha. Tanan. What did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah was describing Inoy Nefesh, and the Mishnah was saying that if a woman cuts off um, all fruit, then it's Inoy Nefesh. But then the Mishnah says, Peris Medina Zualai, if a woman says, I'm not going to eat the fruit of uh, Mexican, all Mexican fruit is asa to me, so what's the halacha? Yavila, Medina Cheres, you can't be made for that's not distressful, because make sure she gets fruit from somewhere else. Think about it. You're telling me she cut off an entire country's fruit. That's fine because you have other countries to eat by. That's the same. And the number two is she cut off one family. That's distressful. She could go to every other family. Yeah, but that family she can't go to. That's distressful. But how could you cut off the entire country of fruit that's not distressful, but one family is? It's like if you look at it as does she have an alternative option, she has an alternative option by the fruit. She definitely has an alternative option by the by the by the family. So you, you hear the kasha. What's the what's the difference? Again, in the Mishnah, she says, "I'm not going to eat all fruit from this country." The Mishnah says, "Don't don't be made, don't be made for her. Bring her fruit from another country. She has alternative options." But then, if she cuts off one family from, she can't benefit from one person. You got to be made for. Her. But she has so much options. So what's what's the, what's going on? So the Gemara before it addresses the actual answer. The Gemara tries to reinterpret the Mishnah. Again, the Mishnah said, she asserted fruit from an entire country. What's the halacha? You don't, you don't nullify the vow. You just bring her fruit from the other country. So the Gemara says, no, that can't be. The case is not where she actually cut off the entire country. If she cut off all Mexican fruit, of course you could be made for That's very distressful. She said, all Mexican fruit that my, father, that my husband brings to me is Aser. So she can get Mexican fruit from someone else. So it's not that she's actually cutting off... I mean, when you read the Mishnah, you think she's cutting off all the Medina, all the fruit from that Medina. The answer is no, that's not the case, because that's definitely distressful. The case is, she's saying, if my husband brings me fruit from that country, I won't eat it. But she could eat that fruit if she goes to the store herself. Or say, okay, fine. You want to go with that interpretation? Let's keep going in the mission. Tashima. Paris in Same question. She said in the Mishnah, if she cut off Wasamans, I'm not going to Wasamans anymore. You can't be made for the, the nether. Why? Because she can go to her seasons. But what do you mean? If you tell me that's an alternative, then how come when she cuts off one person, you may for the nether? So the says the same thing. Shitavi. She didn't ask her Wasamans fruit. If she did, Asr going to Wasserman's, that would be a reason to be Mefer. She said, I'm not going to eat Wasserman's fruit if you bring it to me. So it means Dafka, if her husband brings her Wasserman's fruit, she won't eat it. But if she goes to Wasserman's, it's fine. That's the case. Here's the problem. 
you want to keep going with that interpretation? That she's not actually cutting off the entire store and she's not actually cutting off the country. She's cutting off the store in the country if the husband brings it. Here's the problem. How does the Mishnah end? The Mishnah, that statement ends. She cuts off Wasaman, says the Mishnah, you don't pay for the chaylik because she can get from other stores. And now we're interpreting, it doesn't mean that she actually can get from other stores, it's that she only asked Wasaman if her husband brings it. Fine. But what did the Mishnah say? Let's say Wasaman is the only store that gives the husband credit. Right, he can't afford going to other stores. It's the only store that, that lets him take it on credit, gives him on, puts it on the tab. Then the Mishnah says, then you could be Mayfar because then you have no other alternative. But wait, wait, if you're telling me that she never actually cut off Wasserman's store, she only cut off Wasserman from the husband. So the husband, so, so why can't she, why can't she, she could always go to Wasserman. Oh, she could tab. She could also go get a tab, meaning... What's the case? The case is, we thought she was actually cutting off the entire store. There was this, no, 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 that's not the case. The case is, she's cutting off Wasserman's only if the husband brings the food. If someone else brings the food, if she goes to Wasserman's, she could completely eat it. That was never part of the nether. Okay, then what's the end of it? What's the next case? The case is, she cut off Wasserman's, and Wasserman's is the only store that gives the family credit. Then he could be Mayfar because she has no alternative. But if the old thing is never actually cutting off the store, it's just cutting off the husband, so then she should go to the store. You're right, the husband can't go, and the husband is the only one who gets credit. So why why you made for the nether? If you're cutting off the entire store, fine. The answer is you're never cutting off the store. You're cutting off the store when the husband brings the food. So, so now, the husband says, I can't bring the food anymore, and Nosman is the only one that gets store credit. So says the, the Rabbanon, okay, you can make for the nether. What, what could she do? She can't go to any other store because no one's going to be willing to give her credit. You know what she could do? She can go to Wasserman herself. She never asked the store. She asked her husband bringing the food. So, so the husband can't go because the husband and the husband's only the husband's not the one who gets credit. If she goes to so she'll also get credit. So why are you made for the nether? So what's the answer? The answer is you're reinterpreting the mission wrong. The mission is very simple. She asked the country. She asked the store. Not that she asked the fruit of Mexico if the husband. No, she asked all fruit of Mexico is asked. And what's the halacha? You're not made for the nether. Why? Because she has alternative fruit. And she asked the store of Wasserman's. And you're not made for the nether because she has other stores. The only time you're made for the nether is if she has no alternative. Meaning, she asked Wasserman's, Wasserman's only so that gives her own credit. So back to the original kasha, which is now we're reinterpreting the Mishnah that what? Simple pshat. If you ask her an entire country of fruit, we don't remove the nether. Why? Because. Why is that so distressful? Get fruit from another country. Fine. But then we also said that if she asked one person in the neighborhood, made for the nether, because well, she can't have a person, she's, that's distressful. <laughs> she asked an entire country of fruit, we're not going to allow her to be lenient because go to another country. She asked one person in the neighborhood, we're going to be made for, let her go to someone else. So this is the problem. We have one statement which says that if she asks one person, we're made for the nether. But the Mishnah clearly indicates that we're only going to be made for the nether if there's zero alternative. So says the Gemara. So, so, so back to the original shot that the cases she's cutting off the entire store. And go to the next page. So back to the original question. What's the answer? Same answer I had before, which is, we're trying to... Rav Yossi and the Rabbanon have very different definitions of distress. Rav Yossi has a very, very specific Rabbanon are very broad. The answer to our question was, when we had that statement before, that if you ask her one person in the neighborhood, that's distressful. 
I, she has so many alternatives, doesn't matter. That's the Rabbanon. I, the Mishnah indicates Nali, the Mishnah is Rav Yossi. As we just got finished saying, everything in this parak is Rav Yossi. Domer Avuna, Kuli Pirkin Rav Yossi. Umayen Yachal Havim Shem Ina Nefesh. Avmei Fidvarim Shevena Levena. The answer is the entire Mishnah is Taka Rav Yossi. So it's not a contradiction at all that you have the Rabbanon who have a much broader definition of Ina Nefesh, and Rav Yossi has a much more specific definition of Ina Nefesh. Now, Okay, yeah, fine. So, one last shtikl Torah, and we'll stop with this. Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel. Nadar of Kikrois. I'll go with the interpretation of the Ran. You have a woman who made a nether. She made a nether, there's two types of bread in front of her, okay? She says, I'm not going to eat either of these breads. Now, here's the thing. One bread she really, really likes. It's her favorite food. Not eating it would be distressful. One bread, she doesn't care for. She never eats it anyway. So the assumption is that the husband can remove the neder of the distressful of the bread that she likes. Because that's distressful. The question is, is the other bread also permitted? Because it is one neder, do we say that once you remove half the neder, the whole neder sort of goes with it? Just kind of, we have, we've had this before of Neder Shehutim Ekzasar Hutakule, Bisham Basil. I'm not sure if it's 100% related, but. Or do we say no? What you what the, the, the bread that is distressful, he could be mayfar. That's by Hatar Sadar, and this is the Hafar Sadar, maybe it works a little differently. So the question is when the husband removes one bread, because he definitely could remove one bread, do, does does the other bread also get removed? So it says the Gemara. Amr Shmuel, Nadra Kikra, she asked her two loaves of bread. one will cause her distress by not eating, because she really it's her favorite food. Ubachazin Misana. And one she doesn't care for. It doesn't, whatever, it doesn't make a difference. I'm assuming this is all according to the Rabbanon because the Rabbanon have a much broader uh, interpretation of, of Ina Nefesh. According to Rav Yossi, he would say, eat other bread. But, okay. So the question is like this. It says the first opinion, Rav Yishmuel, Once he's removing the nether for the bread that she likes, then he removes the nether for the bread that she doesn't like also. Meaning once, because it's one nether, once you remove half, the whole thing is going to be gone. Rav Asi Amr Rav Yechon disagrees. He says, no, Mefilim Misana, Mefilim Misana. No, when the husband removes, he removes the thing that's distressful. The only thing that's distressful is loaf A. Loaf B is not distressful, so loaf B still still has another. Why, why, would, why would the other one be removed anyway? Because it's one nether. So perhaps when the husband is undermining the nether, he's undermining the entire nether. Or, but that's the question basically is how do you look at Afar Siddharma of the husband? Is it that he's like like a hacksaw, he's just like removing the entire thing? Or no, it's like a surgeon. I'm removing the specific part of the nether that is distressful. The part of the nether that's not distressful, I'm going to keep intact. And that, that's basically how they look at it. Again, tomorrow we'll more talk about this, you know, on a, on a, you know maybe more in depth. But the Igadamri, so that was the Machlaikas. Some have a slightly different version of the Gemara. The Boy Mineh Ravasi Mer of Yochanan, that instead of Yochanan saying it, they asked Rav Yochanan. You remove the one that is distressful, but the one that's not distressful, you keep intact. So instead of a statement, it was a kasha and then a teretz. It was a question and then an answer. And tomorrow we'll, we'll stop here. And tomorrow we'll talk more about this uh, this concept. Okay. So we're here for a couple more.